new on Curiosity Stream. This bear's walking right at me. We'll see if he wants trouble or not. Follow filmmaker Casey Anderson as he gets an unprecedented face-to-face -face look at Alaska's fiercest carnivores on the Tracker's Diary, Bears of Katmai. Plus, why is a tiny island in the Pacific one of America's most crucial outposts? Discover the truth behind this mysterious Trans-Pacific stopover on Extremities Wake Island. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. to the New Heights radio show on education. My name is Barbara Bullen, and I'm filling in for Pamela Clark, the director of New Heights Educational Group and the radio show as radio host for the New Heights show on education and the New Heights Educational Group. I hope you enjoyed the show and am asking our listeners to consider becoming a sponsor. This show is pre-recorded and will be on the topic of bullying in schools. Information taken from www.stopbullying.gov What is bullying? Bullying is unwanted, aggressive behaviour among school-aged children that involves a real or perceived power imbalance. The behavior is repeated or has the potential to be repeated over time. Both kids who are bullied and who bully others may have serious lasting problems. In order to be considered bullying, the behavior must be aggressive and includes an imbalance of power. That is, kids who bully use their power, such as physical strength, access to embarrassing information or popularity to control or harm others. Power imbalances can change over time and in different situations, even if they involve the same people. Repetition. Bullying behaviors happen more than once or have the potential to happen more than once. Bullying includes actions such as making threats, spreading rumors, attacking someone physically or verbally, and excluding someone from a group on purpose. There are three types. Types of bullying, where and when bullying happens, and the frequency of bullying. The three types of bullying are verbal bullying is saying or writing mean things. Verbal bullying includes teasing, name-calling, inappropriate sexual comments, taunting, threatening to cause harm. Social bullying, sometimes referred to as relational bullying, involves hurting someone's reputation or relationships. 
Social bullying includes leaving someone out on purpose, telling other children not to be friends with someone, spreading rumours about someone, embarrassing someone in public. Physical bullying involves hurting a person's body or possessions. Physical bullying includes hitting, kicking, pinching, spitting, tripping, pushing, taking or breaking someone's things, making mean or rude hand gestures. Where and when bullying happens. Bullying can occur during or after school hours. While most reported bullying happens in the school building, a significant percentage also happens in places like on the playground or the bus. It can also happen traveling to or from school in the youth's neighborhood or on the internet. Frequency of bullying. There are two sources of federally collected data on youth bullying. The 2019 School Crime Supplement to the National Crime Victimization Survey, National Center for Education Statistics and Bureau of Justice indicates that nationwide about 22% of students ages 12 to 18 experience bullying. The 2019 Youth Risk Behavior Surveillance System Centers for Disease Control and Prevention indicates that nationwide 19.5% of students in grades 9 to 12 report being bullied on school property in the 12 months preceding the survey. The roles kids play in bullying. There are many roles that kids can play. Kids can bully others, they can be bullied, or they may witness bullying. When kids are involved in bullying, they often play more than one role. Sometimes kids may both be bullied and bully others, or they may witness other kids being bullied. It is important to understand the multiple roles kids play in order to effectively prevent and respond to bullying. The importance of not labeling kids, kids involved in bullying. The importance of not, lab of not labeling kids. When referring to a bullying situation, it is easy to call the kids who bully others bullies and those who are targeted victims, but this may have unintended consequences when children are labeled as bullies or victims. It may send the message that the child's behavior cannot change, fail to recognize the multiple roles children might play in different bullying situations, Disregard other factors contributing to the behavior, such as peer influence or school climate. Instead of labeling the children involved, focus on the behavior. For instance, instead of calling a child a bully, refer to them as the child who bullied. Instead of calling a child a victim, refer to them as a child who was bullied. Instead of calling a child a bully slash victim, Refer to them as the child who was both bullied and bullied others. Kids involved in bullying. The roles kids play in bullying are not limited to those who bully others and those who are bullied. Some researchers talk about the circle of bullying to define both those directly involved in bullying and those who actively or passively assist the behavior 
or defend against it. Direct roles include Kids who bully. These children engage in bullying behaviour towards their peers. There are many risk factors that may contribute to the child's involvement in the behaviour. Often these children, often these students require support to change their behaviour and address any other challenges that may be influencing their behaviour. Kids who are bullied. These children are the targets of bullying behaviour. Some factors put children at more risk of being bullied, but not all children with these characteristics will be bullied. Sometimes these children may need help learning how to respond to bullying. Even if a child is not directly involved in bullying, they may be contributing to the behaviour. Witnessing the behaviour may also affect the child, so it is important for them to learn what they should do when they see bullying happen. Roles kids play when they witness bullying includes kids who assist. These children may not start the bullying or lead in the bullying behaviour, but serve as an assistant to children who are bullying. These children may encourage the bullying behaviour and occasionally join in. Kids who reinforce. These children are not directly involved in the bullying behaviour, but they give the bullying an audience. They will often laugh or provide support for the children who are engaging in bullying. This may encourage the bullying to continue. Outsiders. These children may separate from the bullying situation. They neither reinforce the bullying behaviour nor defend the child being bullied. Some may watch what is going on but do not provide feedback about the situation to show they are on anyone's side. Even so, providing an audience may encourage the bullying behaviour. These kids often want to help but don't know how. Learn how to be more than a bystander. Kids who defend. These children actively comfort the child being bullied and may come to the child's defence when bullying occurs. Most kids play more than one role in bullying over time. In some cases, they may be directly involved in bullying as the one bullying others are being or being bullied and in others they may witness bullying and play an assisting or defending role. Every situation is different. Some kids are both bullied and bully others. It is important to note the multiple roles kids play because those who are both bullied and bully others may be at more risk for negative outcomes such as depression or suicidal ideation. It highlights the need to engage all kids in prevention efforts, not just those who are known to be directly involved. Why some youth bully? Children and teenagers who feel secure and supported by their family, school and peers are less likely to bully. However, some youth do not have these types of support. Every individual is unique and there are many factors that can contribute to bullying behaviour. A youth who bullies may experience one, several or none of these contributing factors, peer factors. Some youth bully. To attain or maintain social power or to alleviate their status in their peer group. To show their allegiance to and fit in with their peer group. To exclude others from their peer group to show who is and is not part of the group. 
to control the behavior of their peers. Family factors. Some youth who bully come from families where there's bullying, aggression, or violence at home, may have parents and caregivers that do not provide emotional support or communication, may have parents or caregivers who respond in an authoritarian or reactive way, may come from families where the adults are overly lenient or where there is low parental involvement in their lives. Emotional factors. Some youth who bully may have been bullied in the past or currently, have feelings of insecurity and low self-esteem, so they bully to make themselves feel more powerful, do not understand others' emotions, don't know how to control their emotions, so they take out their feelings on other people, may not have skills for handling social situations in healthy, positive ways. School factors. Some youth who bully may be in schools where conduct problems and bullying are not properly addressed, may experience being excluded, not accepted, or stigmatized at school. Every youth involved in bullying as a target, a bystander, or as one who does the bullying can benefit from adult, school, and community support. Youth who bully may also need support to help them address their behavior. Parents, school counselors, teachers, and mental health professionals can work with youth who bully to help them develop healthy school and peer connections and to learn new social and emotional skills. If you have bullied your peers, reach out to a trusted adult for help. Bullying is a behavior that can be changed. Who is at risk? No single factor puts a child at risk of being bullied or bullying others. Bullying can happen anywhere, city, suburbs, or rural towns. Depending on the environment, some groups such as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, or questioning, LGBTQ youth, youth with disabilities, and socially isolated youth may be at an increased risk of being bullied. Stigma can also spread false and harmful information that can lead to increasing rates of bullying, harassment, and hate crimes against certain groups of people. Children at risk of being bullied. Generally, children who are bullied have one or more of the following risk factors, are perceived as different from their peers, such as being overweight or underweight, wearing glasses or different clothing, being new to a school or being unable to afford what kids consider cool are perceived as weak or unable to defend themselves, are depressed, anxious or have low self-esteem, are less popular than others and have few friends, do not get along well with others such as annoying or provoking or antagonize others for attention. However, even if a child has these risk factors, it doesn't mean that they will be bullied. Children more likely to bully others. There are two types of kids who are more likely to bully others. Some are well connected to their peers, have social power, are overly concerned about their popularity and like to dominate or be in charge of others. Others are more isolated from their peers and may be depressed or anxious, have low self-esteem, be less involved in school, be easily pressured by peers or not identify with the emotions or feelings of others. 
Children who have these factors are also more likely to bully others, are aggressive or easily frustrated, have less parental involvement or having issues at home, think badly of others, have difficulty following rules, view violence in a positive way, have friends who bully others. Remember, those who bully others do not need to be stronger or bigger than those they bully. The power imbalance can come from a number of sources, popularity, strength, cognitive ability, and children who bully may have more than one of these characteristics. Additional resources. The long pause was really a seizure. Understanding epilepsy and bullying. Warning signs for bullying. There are many warning signs that may indicate that someone is affected by bullying, either being bullied or bullying others. Recognizing the warning signs is an important first step in taking action against bullying. Not all children who are bullied or are bullying others ask for help. It is important to talk with children who show signs of being bullied or bullying others. These warning signs can also point to other issues or problems, such as depression or substance abuse. Talking to the child can help identify the root of the problem. Signs a child is being bullied. Look for changes in the child. However, be aware that not, that not all children who are bullied exhibit warning signs. Some signs that may point to a bullying problem are unexplainable injuries, lost or destroyed clothing, books, electronics or jewellery, frequent headaches or stomach aches, feeling sick or faking illness. New on Curiosity Stream. This bear is walking right at me. We'll see if he wants trouble or not. Follow filmmaker Casey Anderson as he gets an unprecedented face-to-face -face look at Alaska's fiercest carnivores on the Tracker's Diary, Bears of Katmai. Plus, why is a tiny island in the Pacific one of America's most crucial outposts? Discover the truth behind this mysterious trans-Pacific stopover on Extremity's Wake Island. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. At One Day University, we feature hundreds of top-rated professors from Stanford, Harvard, Michigan, Texas, UCLA, and other schools across the world to explore history, music, politics, art, science, and much more. Every Wednesday, our weekly scholar newsletter includes five fascinating short video clips of our most notable professors discussing a brand new topic, plus special reports and topical debates as well. Sign up for free at OneDayU.com. That's O-N-E-D-A-Y-U.com. Changing in eating habits like suddenly skipping meals or binge eating. Kids may come home from school hungry because they did not eat lunch. Difficulty sleeping or frequent nightmares. Declining grades, loss of interest in schoolwork or not wanting to go to school. Sudden loss of friends or avoidance of social situations. Feelings of helplessness or decreased self-esteem. Self-destructive behaviors such as running away from home, harming themselves, or talking about suicide. If you know someone in serious distress or danger, don't ignore the problem. Get help right away. Signs a child is bullying others. Kids may be bullying others if they get into physical or verbal fights, have friends who bully others, are increasingly aggressive, get sent to the principal's office or to detention frequently, 
have unexplained extra money or new belongings, blame others for their problems, don't accept responsibility for their actions, are competitive and worry about their reputation or popularity. Why don't kids ask for help? Statistics from the 2018 Indicators of School Crime and Safety show that only 20% of school bullying incidents were reported. Kids don't tell adults for many reasons. Bullying can make a child feel helpless. Kids may want to handle it on their own to feel in control again. They may fear being seen as weak or tattletale. Kids may fear backlash from the kids who bullied them. Bullying can be a humiliating experience. Kids may not want adults to know what is being said about them, whether true or false. They may also fear that adults will judge them or punish them for being weak. Kids who are bullied may already feel socially isolated. They may feel like no one cares or could understand. Kids may fear being rejected by their peers. Friends can help protect kids from bullying and kids can fear losing this support. The effects of bullying. Bullying can affect everyone, those who are bullied, those who bully, and those who witness bullying. Bullying is linked to many negative outcomes including impacts on mental health, substance use, and suicide. It is important to talk to kids to determine whether bullying or something else is a concern. Kids who are bullied. Kids who are bullied can experience negative physical, social, emotional, academic, and mental health issues. Kids who are bullied are more likely to experience depression and anxiety, increased feelings of sadness and loneliness, changes in sleep and eating patterns, and loss of interest in activities they used to enjoy. These issues may persist into adulthood. Health complaints. Decreased academic achievement. GPA and standardized test scores and school participation. They are more likely to miss, skip or drop out of school. A very small number of bullied children might retaliate through extremely violent measures. In 12 or 15 school shooting cases in the 1990s, the shooters had a history of being bullied. Kids who bully others. Kids who bully others can also engage in violent and other risky behaviors into adulthood. Kids who bully are more likely to abuse alcohol and other drugs in adolescence and as adults. Get into fights, vandalize property and drop out of school. Engage in early sexual activity. Have criminal convictions and traffic citations as adults. Be abusive towards their romantic partners, spouses or children as adults. Bystanders. Kids who witness bullying are more likely to have increased use of tobacco, alcohol or other drugs. Have increased mental health problems including depression and anxiety, miss or skip school. The relationship between bullying and suicide. Media reports often link bullying with, sui with suicide. However, most youth who are bullied do not have thoughts of suicide or engage in su suicidal behaviours. Although kids who are bullied are at risk of suicide, bullying alone is not the cause. Many issues contribute to suicide risk including depression, problems at home and trauma history. Additionally, specific groups have an increased risk of suicide 
including American Indian and Alaskan Native, Asian American, lesbian, gay, bisexual and transgender youth. This, ris this risk can be increased further when these kids are not supported by parents, peers and schools. Bullying can make an unsupportive situation worse. Bullying and trauma. Bullying can have lasting impacts on everyone involved. The person being bullied, bystanders who witness the bullying, and the person who bullies them others. In fact, bullying is considered an adverse childhood experience (ACE). ACEs are potentially traumatic events that can have negative, lasting effects on a person's development, the way they interact with others and how they perform in school. Research has shown that children reporting more ACEs may be more likely to exhibit bullying behavior. Understanding Trauma The Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, SAM, HSA, defines trauma as a result of an, an event, series of events or set of circumstances that an individual experiences as physically or emotionally harmful or life-threatening. These experiences can have lasting adverse effects on a person's mental, physical, social, emotional or spiritual well-being. Childhood traumatic stress occurs when traumatic events overwhelm a child's or teenager's ability to cope, such as neglect and psychological, physical or sexual abuse, domestic violence or intimate partner violence, community and school violence including bullying, natural disasters, terrorism, war and refugee experiences, serious accidents, life-threatening illness or sudden or violent loss of a loved one, military family-related stresses such as parental deployment, loss or injury. While each child may react differently to trauma, parents, caretakers and teachers may be able to recognize some signs of traumatic stress. For example, preschool children may have nightmares or fear of separation. Elementary school children may feel shame or, or anxiety or have trouble concentrating. Kids in middle and high school may show signs of depression or engage in self-harm behaviors. Child trauma survivors are more likely to have academic problems and increased involvement with the child welfare and juvenile justice systems. The connection between bullying and traumatic stress. Every individual is different and incidents that traumatize one person may not affect another. As stated by the National Child Traumatic Stress Network, NCTSN, children or teens who have been exposed to trauma and violence may be more likely to bully others and be bullied. Some children who experience trauma and bullying may have strong feelings of distress, while other children may appear desensitized. As an example, a study on bullying and post-traumatic stress found that some children may repress their thoughts or feelings about what took place. This can lead to numbness or loss of interest in activities. This study also found that children may experience intrusive thoughts such as sudden flashbacks of their bullying experience it is important that caregivers understand how to respond to bullying and are sensitive to possible traumatic stress. What helps after trauma from bullying? Parents, teachers, 
and other trusted adults can help children or teens who experience traumatic stress from bullying, according to NCTSN's Effective Treatments for Youth Trauma, some approaches that help children and teenagers who have experienced trauma, including bullying, are ensuring the child or teen is safe and seek ways to prevent future bullying experiences, talking through what happened and why, to help clear up misconceptions about their role in the traumatic event, teaching stress management and relaxation techniques to help them cope. Some children and teenagers may also need professional help to treat stress related from bullying and other traumatic experiences. Health care providers can make referrals for treatment. How schools and teachers can help. Schools can adopt a trauma-informed approach by training teachers and staff skills to handle and recognize traumatic stress or other signs of trauma. These skills allow teachers to help or find other supports and services for students in need. Resources like the Trauma Sensitive Schools Training Package from the National Center on Safe, Supportive Learning Environments, NCSSLE, may help schools adopt trauma-informed approaches to create safe and supportive learning environments. These include educating school staff about trauma and its effects, promoting physical and emotional safety in relationships and the environment, reducing trauma-related triggers in the school environment, considering trauma in all assessment and protocol behavior plans, ensuring students and families have voice, choice, and empowerment. By adopting trauma-informed approaches, schools can help prevent bullying and trauma at school and provide a positive school culture for both students and staff. Parents, caregivers, teachers and schools all play an important role in preventing and addressing bullying and its harmful effects. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. Hello, listeners. If you're enjoying the New Heights show on education and want to support or donate to our organization, please visit www.newheightseducation.org. And while you're there, check out our online store. Welcome back to the New Heights Show on Education. My name is Barbara Bullen, and I'm the radio host for this show, filling in for Pamela Clark, Director of New Heights Educational Group and the radio show. This show is pre-recorded and will continue on the topic of bullying in schools. Race, Ethnicity, National Origin and Religion 
Schools and communities that respect diversity can help protect children against bullying behavior. However, when children are not in supportive environments, they may be at a higher risk of being bullied. When bullying is sufficiently serious and based on race slash ethnicity, national origin or religion, it may be considered discriminatory harassment. Learn more about federal civil rights laws. If you or someone you know has been bullied because of their race or ethnicity, national origin or religion at school, you can notify a school leader, write down details, ask for a language interpreter and translated documents and messages if you need help communicating with the school staff in a language other than English. Consider filing a complaint with the U.S. Department of Justice or the U.S. Department of Education. Confronting COVID-19 related harassment in schools. In schools around the country, Asian American and Pacific Islander AAPI students have reported bullying and harassment by, class by classmates because of their race or national origin including their ethnicity, ancestry, and language. The Civil Rights Division of the U.S. Department of Justice Division and the Office for Civil Rights, OCR, at the U.S. Department of Education jointly issued a resource for students and families on confronting COVID-19-related bullying and harassment against AAPI students. The document provides timely examples of incidents the division and OCR can investigate and reminds parents of specific actions that can be taken when schools fail to respond to reports of harassment based on race or national origin. The document is available in multiple, multiple languages. English, Chinese, Chinese traditional, Hakka Chin, Japanese, Karen, Kuma, Korean, Leo, Tagalog, Tian, Viet Vietnamese. It is not clear how often kids get bullied because of their race or national origin, including their ethnicity, ancestry, and language. Research is still growing. We do not know, however, that black and Hispanic youth who are bullied are more likely to suffer academically than their white peers. Books for American Indian and Alaska Native AIAN Youth. The Friendship Makers is a book from the Star Collection series for kindergarten through third grade readers that aims to respectfully reflect, honor, and celebrate some of the shared characteristics across many AIAN communities. Religion and Faith. Very little research has explored bullying based on religious differences. Bullying in these situations may have less to do with a person's beliefs and more to do with misinformation or negative perceptions about how someone expresses that, that belief. Children of any religion or faith may be bullied because of faith-related practices such as prayer, fasting, the avoidance of certain foods or activities, and wearing visible faith-related attires. For example, Muslim girls who wear hijabs, headscarves, Sikh boys who wear patka or dastar turbans, 
and Jewish boys who wear yarmulkes, skullcap, report being targeted because of these visible symbols of their religions. New on Curiosity Stream. This bear is walking right at me. We'll see if he wants trouble or not. Follow filmmaker Casey Anderson as he gets an unprecedented face-to-face -face look at Alaska's fiercest carnivores on the Tracker's Diary, Bears of Katmai. Plus, why is a tiny island in the Pacific one of America's most crucial outposts? Discover the truth behind this mysterious Trans-Pacific stopover on Extremity's Wake Island. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. Searching for just the right job? Whether you're looking for full-time, part-time, or seasonal work, you can get started today. Amazon Jobs offer the whole package with great pay and flexible shifts that allow you to choose when and how much you work. Find a warehouse close to home and discover the role that works for you. To get your application started for an hourly job, go to amazon.com apply. That's amazon.com apply. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. They could even be physically bullied by the forceful removal of these significant clothing items by others. When bullying based on religion is sufficiently serious, the Department of Justice's Civil Rights Division may, may be able to intervene under Title VI of the uh, Civil Rights Act. Uh, often religious harassment is not based on the religion itself, but on, but on shared ethnic characteristics. When harassment is based on shared ethnic characteristics, the Department of Education's Office for Civil Rights may be able to intervene under Title VI under Title VII of the Civil Rights Act. I'm sorry, the first one was Title IV, the next one was five six. LGBTQI and youth. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex, non-binary or otherwise gender non-conforming, LGBTQI and youth, and those perceived as LGBTQI+, are at an increased risk of being bullied. Results from the 2019 Youth Risk Behaviour Survey, YRBS, show that nationwide, more U.S. high school students who self-identify as lesbian, gay, or bisexual, LGB, Report having been bullied on school property, 32%, and cyber bullied, 26.6% in the past year than their straight peers, 17.1% and 14.1% respectively. The study also showed that more LGB students, 13.5% than straight students, 7.5% reported not going to school because of safety concerns. Students who identified as not sure of their sexual orientation also reported being bullied on school property. 26.9% being cyberbullied, 19.4% are not going to school because of safety concerns, 15.5%. Gaps in the data. Historically, YRBS and other studies have gathered data on lesbian, gay, and bisexual youth, but have not included questions about transgender, non-binary, gender non-conforming, intersex, or queer youth. As that changes and data becomes available, this content will be updated to include information regarding these youth. Additionally, LGBTQI 
plus, youth are diverse and have other social identities, for example, religion, race, ethnicity, that may compound their experiences with bullying and harassment. Bullying puts all youth at increased risk for depression, suicidal ideation, misuse of drugs and alcohol, experiencing sexual violence, engaging in unsafe sex practices, and can affect academics as well. For LGBTQI plus youth, that risk is even higher. There are important and unique considerations for strategies to prevent and address bullying of LGBTQI plus youth, while some strategies are specifically for LGBTQI plus youth, most if adopted by schools and communities make environments safer for all students. Create a safe environment for LGBTQI plus youth. It is important to build a safe environment for all LGBTQI plus youth. Parents, schools and communities can all play a role in preventing bullying and helping LGBTQI plus youth feel physically and emotionally safe. Encourage respect for all students. Prohibit bullying, harassment and violence against all students. Conduct social emotional learning activities in school to foster peer relationships and help students develop empathy. Identify safe spaces, such as counselor's offices or designated classrooms where LGBTQI plus youth can receive support from administrators, teachers or other school staff. Encourage student-led and student-organized school clubs that promote a safe, welcoming and accepting school environment, for example, gay-straight alliances or gender and sexuality alliances. Schools must allow these clubs or groups if they have other non-curricular clubs or groups. Learn more about the right to form a GSA under the Equal Access Act. Ensure that health, curricular or educational materials include HIV, other STD slash STI and pregnancy prevention information that is relevant to LGBTQI plus youth. Use inclusive language and avoid making assumptions. The words we use can make help people feel acknowledged and create a sense of belonging. For example, using y'all when referring to a group conveys gender equality rather than using guys. Use gender neutral pronouns like they or them instead of he slash she or him slash her. You can also use words like parent instead of mother and father. Use students chosen, chosen names and pronouns. Train school staff on how to create safe and supportive school environments for all students including LGBTQI plus youth. Facilitate access to community-based providers who have experience providing health services, including medical, counseling, social and psychological services, and HIV slash STI testing for LGBTQI plus youth. 
Federal Civil Rights Laws, Sexual Orientation and Gender Identity. On January the 20th, 2021, the President signed an executive order on preventing and combating discrimination on the basis of gender identity and sexual orientation, which sets out the administration's policy that all persons should receive equal treatment under the law, no matter their gender, identity, or sexual orientation. The U.S. Department of Justice issued a memo clarifying that the prohibition on discrimination on the basis of sex in Title IX of the Education Amendment of 1972, Title IX, includes discrimination on the basis of gender identity and sexual orientation. The U.S. Department of Education also confirmed that it will enforce Title IX protections against discrimination on the basis of sex, including sexual orientation and gender identity. What to do if you have faced discrimination? Students who believe they have faced discrimination at school based on sex, sexual orientation, gender identity, or because they do not conform with sex stereotypes or for another reason, may file a complaint with the U.S. Department of Education's Office for Civil Rights, OCR, or submit a report with the Department of Justice's Civil Rights Division. File a complaint with the Department of Education or file a and uh, file a complaint with the Department of Justice. Military Connected Youth and Bullying According to the U.S. Department of Defense, in 2017, there were 1.6 million children and youth with parents who serve in the active duty military, National Guard and Reserve Forces. Military connected children and youth face unique challenges that may impact their risk for bullying. For example, they can experience stresses related to the demands of military life and parental deployment, like changes in family roles and responsibilities, increased responsibility at home, parental separation, financial stress, worry over deployed parent safety, and secondary post-traumatic war trauma. A study showed that two or more parental deployments was a predictor for depressive symptoms and suicide ideation with youth in military families in general. Students who are anxious, depressed, and socially isolated are at greater risk for being bullied. Frequent moves and challenges with connectedness. Many military families move frequently due to changes in assignments. In addition to the stresses of moving, they may experience changes in their family roles and responsibilities due to deployment. According to an article on educational options and performance of military connected school districts, the average military children and youth will experience nine school transitions during grades K-12. Frequent moves can impact students' academics and connectedness to peers. Relationships with other adult <coughs> role models like teachers and staff and engagement in their community and activities. In addition to settling into a new home, they have to adjust to different school environments, policies, peers and teachers, as well as unfamiliar community settings and cultures. It may be difficult for them to adapt to another unfamiliar environment and form connections, while also feeling the loss of the home and community they left behind. Connectedness 
with caring, pro-social adults and activities can help prevent bullying and other forms of youth violence. A deployed parent. Anxiety and stress are factors that may increase the risk of bullying. Another study showed significant increases in stress for children and youth whose parent was always deployed. A child can feel worried, anxious and vulnerable. Adolescents and older teens may experience even greater stress than their younger siblings because they often take on more responsibilities at home and have a greater awareness of the potential dangers of, de of deployment. Their deployed parent may be facing combat, danger, injury, and sometimes death. In some cases, deployed parents may not be able to maintain regular communication with their family, and this can create additional strain for everyone. Children and youth need extra support while their parent is deployed. Sometimes that support can come from the deployed parent through phone calls, emails and video calls. Other supports can help to fill the gap. Caring adults like teachers, neighbours, faith-based leaders, mentors, coaches and counsellors can provide support and encouragement. They can provide regular check-ins and specifically ask about friendships to help reveal isolation or situations of bullying. Counsellors can provide tools and referrals for stress management like support groups, counselling apps and military specific resources. They can also strategize how to prevent or address bullying. Creating a military friendly school. Some military connected youth attend schools on base, but many attend schools off base, including those with parents in active duty of the National Guard or Reserves. A caring and supportive school climate can help prevent can help protect military connected youth from bullying and have positive effects on their well being. The first few months of entering a new school and a community are an important time for students. Teachers and other school staff need to be aware of the of the unique stresses and challenges that military connected youth face so that prevention supports can be in place. They can create mentor relationships for new students or utilize student leaders to connect new students to school activities and groups, provide emotional support and encouragement to military-connected youth to help them become involved and connected in their new school and community. This includes counselors, mentors, school resource officers, and faith-based leaders. Encourage the parent-teacher organization and parent volunteers to welcome new military families to the school and connect them to the school community and activities. Have school counselors or social workers meet with military connected parents when they first arrive to learn about their specific challenges and help them access school, community, and military resources to address them. Conduct school-based activities that promote belonging like assemblies, clubs, group projects, and extracurricular activities where peer connections happen. Implement evidence-based bullying prevention and intervention in strategies rooted in school policy so everyone understands what bullying is and how it will be handled. Identify symptoms of stress in military youth and work with parents to share school, community, and military support services. Work with parents to connect military youth to military programs for family and youth. 
resources for military-connected families and educators. CDC's a comprehensive technical package for the prevention of youth violence and associated risk behaviors provide strategies for state and community activities to prevent youth violence and its consequences. Military One Source provides information related to caring for military connected youth, nature and the prevention of bullying. Military Kids Connect provides information for military connected youth and adults who work with or care about them. Caring for our youth. Caring for our youth educators. Bullying and youth with disabilities and special health needs. Children with disabilities such as physical, developmental, intellectual, emotional and sensory disabilities are at an increased risk of being bullied. Any number of factors, physical vulnerability, social skill challenges or intolerant environments may increase the risk. Research suggests that some children with disabilities may bully others as well. Kids with special health needs such as epilepsy or food allergies also may be at higher risk of being bullied. Bullying can include making fun of kids because of their allergies or exposing them to the things they are allergic to. In these cases, bullying is not just serious, it can mean life or death. Creating a safe environment for youth with disabilities. Special considerations are needed when addressing bullying in youth with disabilities. There are resources to help kids with disabilities who are bullied or who bully others. Youth with disabilities often have individualized education programs, IEPS or Section 504 plans that can be useful in crafting specialized approaches for preventing and responding to bullying. These plans can provide additional services that may be necessary. Additionally, civil rights laws protect students with disabilities against harassment. Creating a safe environment for youth with special health needs. Youth with special health needs such as diabetes requiring insulin regulation, food allergies, or youth with epilepsy may require accommodations at school. In these cases, they do not require an individualized education program or Section 504 plan. However, schools can protect students with special health needs from bullying and related dangers. If a child with special health needs has a medical reaction, teachers should, ad should address the medical situation first before responding to the bullying. Educating kids and teachers about students' special health needs and the dangers associated with, with certain actions and exposures can help kids safe. Federal Civil Rights Laws and Youth with Disabilities When bullying is directed at a child because of his or her established disability and it creates a hostile environment at school, bullying behavior may cross the line and become disability harassment. Under Section 504 of the Rehabilitation Act of 1973 and Title II of the Americas with Disabilities Act of 1990, the school must address the harassment. Bullying prevention for children with special health care needs. Having special health care needs due to neurologi neurological, development, physical and mental health conditions can add to the challenges children and young people face as they learn to navigate 
social situations in school and in life. When bullying and cyberbullying is an unfortunate reality for many young people, children with special health care needs are at greater risk for being targeted by their peers. One reason children and young adults with special health care needs might be at higher risk for bullying is lack of peer support. Having friends who are respected by peers can prevent and protect against bullying. 95% of 6 to 21 year old students with disabilities were served in public schools in 2017. However, children with special health care needs may have difficulty getting around the school, trouble communicating and navigating social interactions or may show signs of vulnerability and emotional distress. These challenges can make them be perceived as different and increase their risk of aggression from peers. Young people with special needs may benefit from both individualized and class-wide approaches to address the specific effects of their condition and prevent them from becoming the target or perpetrator of bullying. Teachers, school staff and other students need to understand the specific impairments of a child's health condition so that they can develop strategies and supports to help them participate and succeed in class and with their peers. Potential perceived differences. Children and youth with special needs are impacted by their conditions in a variety of ways. Every child is unique, and so are the ways that their health condition affects them. Some impairments, such as brain injuries or neurological conditions, can impact a child's understanding of social interactions and they may not even know when they are being bullied. Here are a few ways that disabilities may affect children. Children and youth with cerebral palsy, spina bifida or other neurological or physical conditions can struggle with physical coordination and speech. Brain injuries can impair speech, movement, comprehension and cognitive abilities or any combination of these. A child or youth with a brain injury may have trouble with body movements or speaking in a way that others can understand. It could take them longer to understand what is being said or to respond. Children and young people with autism spectrum disorder, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and Tourette's syndrome may have difficulties with social interactions, sensitivities, impulsivity and self-regulating their behavior or effectively communicating. A child or young person who experiences anxiety or depression or who has a mental health condition may be withdrawn, quiet, fearful, anxious or vulnerable. They may exhibit intense social awkwardness or have difficulty speaking. Children who have epilepsy or behavioral disorders may exhibit erratic or unusual behavior that makes them stand out among their peers. Supporting special needs and preventing bullying at school. Strategies to address students' special needs at school can also help to prevent bullying and have positive outcomes for all students, especially tactics that use a team approach, foster peer relationships, and help students develop empathy. Some strategies include engaging students in developing high-interest activities in which everyone has a role to play in designing, executing, or participating in the activity. 
providing general upfront information to peers about the kinds of support children with special needs require and have adults facilitate peer support. Creating a buddy system for children with special needs, involving students in adaptive strategies in the classroom so that they participate in assisting and understanding the needs of others, conducting team-based learning activities and rotate student groupings, implementing social emotional learning activities, rewarding positive, helpful, inclusive behavior. Peer support makes a difference. Here are a few examples of innovative strategies used by school to promote peer-to-peer -peer learning, foster relationships and prevent bullying. One high school created a weekly lunch program where students with and without special health care needs sat and ate lunch together. Several senior students led the group and invited their friends to join. All kinds of students participated. The students got to know each other through question and answer periods and discussions over lunch. They discovered things they had in common and formed friendships. A group of them went to the prom together. Youth at one school held a wheelchair soccer night. Students with special health care needs that used wheelchairs coached their parents in how to use and navigate the wheelchairs to play. The students helped another pair who used a wheelchair who was interested in photography by mounting a digital camera on her chair so she could be the game photographer. Another school created a club rule that required clubs to rotate leadership responsibilities in club meetings so that every member had a chance to run the group. This allowed students with special health care needs to take on leadership roles. Peer support is an important protective factor against bullying. By working together, teachers, parents and students can develop peer education, team building and leadership activities that foster friendships, build empathy and prevent bullying to make schools safer and inclusive for all students, including children with special health care needs. Additional responses um, there's a PDF, Bullying and Children and Youth with Disabilities and Special Health Needs Tip Sheet, Keeping Students with Disabilities Safe from Bullying, Protecting Youth from Bullying, The Role of the Pediatrician. Other Types of Aggressive Behavior There are many other types of aggressive behavior that don't fit the definition of bullying. This does not mean that they are any less serious or require less attention than bullying. Rather, these behaviours require different prevention and response strategies. Early childhood, peer conflict, teen dating violence, hazing, gang violence, harassment, stalking, workplace bullying, young adults and hate crimes. Some groups of people may experience stigma during the COVID-19 pandemic. Stigma is discrimination against an identifiable group of people a place or nation. There are new federal actions to specifically combat racism, exophobia and intolerance against Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders in the United States. Early childhood. Early childhood often marks the first opportunity for young children to interact with each other. Between the ages of three and five, kids are learning how to get along with each other, cooperate 
share and understand their feelings. Young children may be aggressive and act out when they are angry or don't get what they want, but this is not bullying. Still, there are ways to help children. Helping young children get along with others. Parents, school staff and other adults can help young children develop skills for getting along with others in age-appropriate ways. Model positive ways for young children to make friends. For example, practice pleasant ways that children can ask to join others in play and take turns in games. Coach older children to help reinforce these behaviours as well. Praise children for appropriate behaviour. Help young children understand what behaviours are friendly. Help young children learn the consequences of certain actions in terms they can understand. For example, say, if you don't share, other children may not want to play with you. Encourage young children to tell an adult if they are treated in a way that makes them feel uncomfortable, upset or unhappy, or if they witness other children being harmed. Set clear rules for behavior and monitor children's interactions carefully. Step in quickly to stop aggressive behavior or redirect it before it occurs. Use age-appropriate consequences for aggressive behavior. Young children should be encouraged to say, I'm sorry, whenever they hurt a pair, even accidentally. The apology should also be paired with an action. For example, young children could help rebuild a knocked-over block structure or replace a torn paper or crayons with new ones. Pair conflict. It is not bullying when two kids with no perceived power imbalance fight, have an argument or disagree. Conflict resolution or peer mediation may be appropriate for these situations. Teen dating violence. Teen dating violence is intimate partner violence that occurs between two young people who are or once were in a relationship. Hazing. Hazing is the use of embarrassing, often dangerous or illegal activities by a group to initiate new members. Gang violence. There are specialized approaches to addressing violence and aggression within or between gangs. Harassment. Although bullying and harassment sometimes overlap, not all bullying is harassment and not all harassment is bullying. Under federal civil rights law, harassment is unwelcome conduct based on a protected class, race, national origin, color, sex, age, disability, religion that is severe, pervasive or persistent and creates a hostile environment. Stalking. Stalking is repeated, harassing or threatening behavior such as following a person, damaging a person's property or making harassing phone calls. Young adults and college students. Behaviors that are traditionally considered bullying among school-age youth often require new attention and strategies in young adults and college students. Many of these behaviors are considered crimes under state and federal law and may trigger serious consequences after the age of 18. Is it bullying? Although media reports often call unwanted, aggressive behavior among young adults bullying, this is not exactly accurate. Many state and federal laws address bullying-like behaviors in this age group under very serious terms such as hazing, harassment, and stalking. Additionally, most young adults are uncomfortable with the term bullying. They associate it with school-aged children. How young adults can get help. Encourage young adults to talk to someone they trust. 
determine if the behavior violates campus policies or laws, review student codes of conduct, state criminal laws and civil rights laws, report criminal acts to campus or community law enforcement, consult the college title IX coordinator to help determine if the behavior is sexual harassment. Many college com campuses also have an ombudsperson or similar person who handles a variety of concerns and complaints. He or she can help direct the young adult to appropriate campus resources. Young adults may be reluctant to seek help for cyberbullying, although they do recognize it as a serious issue for their age group. Encourage young adults to report cyberbullying. Learn more about the spectrum from cyberbullying to online harassment to cyber hate and how to protect safe cyberspace. Additional resources. Contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline online at 1-800-273-TALK, parenthesis 8255. The toll-free call goes to the nearest crisis center in our national network. These centers provide 24-hour crisis counseling and a mental health referrals. Workplace bullying. The term bullying is typically used to refer to behavior that occurs between school-age kids. However, adults can be repeatedly aggressive and use power over each other too. Adults in the workplace have a number of different laws that apply to them that do not apply to kids. Hate crimes. According to the Department of Justice, hate crimes are defined at the federal level as a crime motivated by bias against race, color, religion, national origin, sexual orientation, gender, gender identity, or disability. Acts of, acts of prejudice that are not crimes and do not involve violence, threats, or property damage are called bias or hate incidents. This comes to the conclusion of the show. Thank you for listening. You can reach me by email, barbarab at newheightseducation.org. Be sure to join the pre-recorded show every Wednesday by 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at radio.newheightseducation.org where educational topics will be discussed. Have a great week. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings.